So what happened was we were supposed to start at 8.30. It's 9.10. I did not wait on Melanie to start drinking. So this is my third glass of champagne hmm. for the evening. So I'm already a little um toasty and zesty. Not only did you not wait, you didn't invite me. I had sparkling wine in my home. I could Girl, do you want to take a pause and go get it? Because you no, can't. I, I don't. I don't actually. I just want to lay down. Bitch, I did not blow dry my wig before I curled. So here's what happened last night. I The other night. I put my wig on the mannequin head and it was getting like stiff from like putting all the heat protecting in it and hairspray and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna wash it. Mm -hmm. So I washed it and then I was in the bathroom doing something and the wig was right there. And I had a tumbler full of tequila and lemon juice and I dropped it in the ends of the wig to where I had to like wash it all over again. But because I have been getting up so early for work and having to like leave and like drive in the fucking day after tomorrow, War of the Worlds snow, I was like, okay, I'm gonna only wash the part of the wig where the tequila spilled because I really just don't have time to wash this rig wig from the rooter to the tuta. But when it dry, it's like it's like yakky hair because I didn't blow dry it before I curled it. So like this morning, like I put the fucking setting lotion on it and tamped it down. Then I, I used the pressing comb, but I didn't really flat iron it all the way through or I didn't blow dry it or flat iron it all the way through. I just passed it with a curling iron to curl it, which all the curls have fallen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it feels like yakky hair, not quite like Konecalon. I don't feel like braiding hair, but it feels like yakky hair. And I want y'all to know, I know this is not going on video, so I don't care. My wig is not even really on my head. It's just on the back of my head. Like, you can't even see it up here. Like, my wig is just under this hat. I'm so sleepy. My wig not even pulled down in the back. So, so mine is only one in the front. Yours is only one in the back. So, between the two of us. Girl, I'm so motherfucking tired. I, so, okay. First of all, was you saying that this mannequin head, it's so funny. Anytime the word mannequin is said, I laugh. Because I forget what project it was, but I did a project in fourth grade and it was something that used a mannequin. I forgot what exactly it was. I misspelled mannequin in the entire project. And I said mannequin at least 40 times. I spelled it M-A-N-A-K-I-N the entire project. That's right, baby. Sound it out. Sound it out. Because I said, you know what? M-A-N, man, okay. Uh, Ken, sounds right to me. But you know what? Don't be too hard on yourself because even though like I'm like kind of like um a stickler about grammar and spelling, language is used to communicate. And if people know what the fuck you meant, they know what the fuck you meant. And spelling is not a sign of intelligence. It's a sign of memory. It's just a sign that you can memorize shit. So who gives now Some fuck? people are dumb though. No, some people are dumb. I think that's fair. Maybe. But I'm just saying, like, okay, so I remember the first spelling bee I ever lost. So that was a spelling bee champ and like every time i hear that joke in beauty shop i laugh because i was a spelling bee 
champ when lady was like i don't eat nothing i can't spell that's so funny to me but um i lost on separate separate at my big age gets me is it it an e or a it's an a rate or separate it's separate and i lost on separate to a dummy i lost to a dummy like somebody i know that was stupid like you're not even in the green reading group you're not even a green reading group and you beat me like and that's really my my villain origin story no did you see that tweet the other day that was like people never forget my my daughter's doing her first spelling bee and i told him that people never forget the word that got the spelling bee and then she said what her word was and i forgot what she said it was but i didn't retweet it because i've never been actually as as much of a smart ass as i am i've never been in a spelling bee they didn't have them. I don't I don't know why they didn't have spelling bees in my elementary. I was in spelling bee. I was in, which this is some real dweeb, lame ass shit. Um, that I really gave to myself. I ha- huh? Were you a mathlete? No, I was in the fucking reading bowl. So what the reading ball was is that at the top of the year, a list of books came out for the people who wanted to participate in the reading bowl to read. Now, the librarian at the school was my stepmother's soror and so my stepmom was basically like look don't embarrass me like when you are in her space like she's old like I don't want to hear that shit about what type of student you are like act accordingly so I'm like you know what fair that's fine and I liked Miss Green anyway she was a nice lady so I was always in the library and she was like well I want you to do the reading bowl because you're bright and you know I think that you would do well so every year that I was in middle school at Stevenson, I was in the reading bowl all three years. I would read all of those books at the top and it would just be like a quiz on facts or themes about the book. And you, I remember one year it was at Columbia, one year it was at Miller Grove. And then like the students, it was always like a school where we were getting made fun of, like going. Like students from all over the county would go to the school, but it would be a school like MLK. And then the students that went there would be like, fucking lame ass, like bit lame, read ass nigga. Like it was terrible, but I really enjoyed it because I like to read. <laughs> See, I was such a lazy student. Like, honestly, once I was skipped in the grade, like when I was in first grade, you know, my reading level was really high. They met with my parents. They, they gifted tested me, all of that. Once I got put in the second grade, I remember my outfit that day. I had a very cute outfit. I had some like little wedges. They were like flip-flop wedges. Once I did that, I said, this is the peak of my academic career. I'm never trying again. Because now you told me I'm smart. I'm not doing my work no more. I'm smart. Fuck y'all. So I think I did the welcome for, we had like, they had remodeled and did like a new library for the school. But aside from that, I don't think I ever did any like extracurriculars that were academic. All my shit was like dancing and plays and like. Well, I was always in trouble. Like, you know, you know my backstory with my dad. Like I wasn't really allowed to do anything else. I wasn't allowed to cheerlead. I wasn't allowed to be on the dance team. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I was only ever allowed to do anything academic, which now that I think about it, on my own and then when I do the work in therapy I'm really like that's why I like dweeby ass niggas because that's all I ever had access yeah. to because I wasn't allowed to really do anything else um damn yeah. that's crazy for a long but, time that's why I like church dudes because I would go to some youth conferences because I knew this is the only place I can go is this youth conference and while I'm here I may as well find some niggas spoiler alert I never found no niggas like the niggas were there but they were not looking at me 
I didn't really, I never, I still don't really like church guys, but um, let's not get to, um, oh, so I have this coworker. I love Jackie. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but if you do, hey girl, I, I have a word. I love the word proclivity. I love when I find words in people's vocabularies that they say all the time. Cause I'm like, oh, you have a favorite word too. And she says tangentially so often. And it is just so funny to me. I wish like I had alcohol at work. So it would be like a drinking game because it's so hilarious to me and she's always like well tangentially and I'm like girl just say you about to go on a tangent why are you saying tangentially like that's some bad you know. shit though yeah it is I, I like a, a big words person and every time I got in trouble like again she was Claire Huxley like personified and she wouldn't yell she wouldn't like hit me or nothing and it wouldn't be and I, I damn near was like just do that so like be over quick she would use some words and because I'm such a smart ass when you hit me with words I don't know. I take it as disrespect. And you know, I don't know these words. And she'll be say like, because the poker too, and what you did, I'd be like, you don't fucking know what that means. But you know, now I do that to people to disrespect them because I know you don't know what I'm saying. See, my, my father, because my father, my both my mother and my father write. Um, they've never really shared it with me, but I know that about them because they've either shared it in conversation or I've seen them and they're both incredibly smart people. And my father, when he would talk to me when I was younger, because he's a nutcase, would use words that he knew I didn't know. And then he would be like, oh, so you wouldn't go stop me to ask what that mean? I know you don't know what it means. You wouldn't go stop me? And I'd be like, well, I understand context clues and I was just going to hold on to it until the end of the conversation and look it up and get you're not gonna hold me in the conversation right like I I got too much pride I got too much pride but he would use words that he knew that I didn't know and then be like so you're not gonna ask what that mean and then he does it to my brother too but my brother is different than me because he would be like you know I'm not really interested in this experience altogether so (laughs) no I don't know what it means I'm also not interested in learning this word (laughs) fuck you and that word how about that? Right. <laughs> okay, joke tra- of the week. Joke of the week again, because tangentially we got into a whole tangentially. Thing. Shout out to Jackie, man. So let me say, first of all, this is not my joke of the week. Before I do my joke, let me tell you about Jackie. Jackie is rich, like her people rich. She got money, right? I don't know if she wanted me to share that. Jackie, if you're listening, you don't want me to share that. I'm sorry. Jackie got money. Jackie got bank, like old black money, right? Mm-hmm. Jackie is, she will tell you, like, I'm a backpacker first. I don't really care for my career. Like, I am a backpacker. I travel, I've been to 67 countries countries all I do is go all over the world with my backpack my portable collapsible pot and pan and my mini fan and I hike right that is the most interesting shit I've ever heard of in my life I've never met anybody that just does what they want to do with their life as a black person can I go pocketbooking I don't do backpacks I could do a pocketbook (laughs) can I go pocketbooking around the country (laughs) <laughs> pocketbook around the world can you imagine me and my pocketbook on the top of Mount Everest okay so my work bag my mom let me borrow because she's so fancy is this big hilarious furry bag right so I was talking to Jackie and one of our other co-workers they knew each other beforehand they're like BFFs got her a new collapsible pot and pan set for traveling and I was like Jackie girl would I like backpacking And she was like, "Um, it's a very no frills experience. I don't think so. And I was like, you know what? I am a pretty frilly bitch. And I was like, could this be my, could I take something like this? And I held up my bag. She was like, see, oh, you can't come with me. She's like, you cannot come. Like she was just in, in Guatemala or some shit like last week. 
Like she really like does it. She, she has tattoos on her body, like of like um, the outlines of the continents and every country she goes to, she fills it in with color. That's some cool shit. That's some cool shit. I am I lame, like huh? I'm lame. No, you're not lame, Pooh. No, no. no, you're not lame. You are not rich. That is the issue. Uh, right. You're right. Yeah, that's the problem. But my joke of the week is that, okay, so, you know, I'm in this new role at work. And um, this is like the step before last in my career where either like I'll never have a boss again or I'll go into consulting and pretty much will be my own boss. Right. Right. My person above me is, you know, and I don't want to speak negatively if she ever happens across the podcast, but like, it seems like COVID be damned, weather be damned. She wants to do in-person work, mm-hmm. period. And I'm just so concerned because it's like, what is the rest of our year going to look like if you don't give a fuck about the plague or the the weather? You don't give a shit. So like yesterday, we had a training and we started all getting notifications on our phone about this snow alert, right? And it's like, okay, it's going to be a snowstorm, which is fine. Everybody here seems to not care about the snow. I have to get out of my Atlanta panic that snow is coming, right? Right, because it's, it's not the same here as snow all the time. But then throughout the day, we started getting notifications like, okay, this is going to be the worst snowstorm that Michigan has had in six years, right? Cool. So I'm like, okay, maybe we need to do tomorrow virtual because a lot of the people that have joined the campaign are not from here. They moved here from other places and aren't used to this climate. She insisted that we come in today anyway. So we get to the training space at 8.30 a.m. And we're all doing this kind of like rapid plan because she's like, okay, we need to truncate the day because the snow is coming, right? So the day was originally supposed to end at seven o'clock. We truncated to three o'clock. During the training, the regionals, who are the people that are under myself, the regionals cannot even focus on what we're training them on because they're terrified looking outside at the snow, basically like, how the fuck am I going to get home, right? So at lunch, we're like, okay, we're going to send them home. We're going to send ourselves home because it's dangerous. The snow is sticking. We need to just go ahead and leave because like my team members are from Texas and Florida and California. And that's Armageddon. They don't have no reference for what the hell is going on. So I'm like, okay, what's the guidance on tomorrow? So I'm saying this tonight, like this evening. I'm like, what's the guidance on tomorrow? What are we doing? So she's like, we don't know yet, right? Bitch, I get a text message. And it's like in our little group chat. And it's like, we still expect to see everybody at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Um, See, See my rectangle on Zoom? Right. So it's like, we still expect to see everybody tomorrow morning at 8.30. Um, We'll do a check-in at 7.30 in the morning, just if anything changes. But as for right now, we're still in person. So I send a message to the group. I'm like, you know, I think because you are a Michigander, it doesn't bother you to drive in snow. But these people are from places where this never happens. And you're asking people to put themselves in an uncomfortable situation. So I will be there tomorrow morning because y'all pay me to do so. But make sure that we're extending grace to people that may not be able to brave these sort of conditions. Um, And she's like, yeah, that's why we're doing the check-in at 7.30 to see where we are. And I'm just like, give it up, delicious. (laughs) It's because like 
I did my my presentation, my facilitation, the latter part of it on Zoom today, and it was absolutely fine. It was absolutely fine. It went over without a hitch. Everybody got the content that they needed. I don't understand what the problem was. You won a whole election on Zoom. Whole election on Zoom. But no, so basically, I'm sorry, I'm back, but I'm just like, girl, give it a rest. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not that deep. And you're, this is not good team culture to be building that you want to force people to come out in fucking day after tomorrow weather. For it, what it's reason? Frozen. The driving and snow is scary. Like, no, it's too much. That's yeah, no. Uh, my joke of the week is my damn self for playing all this time. And I should have been doing this shit for years. Um, so I've reached another level of fame on TikTok. I've doubled my followers again. Um, and and you know, and it, again, I, I feel silly saying I prayed about TikTok. I was like, God, I, I want to like. I want to be an influencer. I want to do stuff on TikTok. It's fun. Like it's, you know, people's coming up off TikTok, getting discovered on TikTok. Like what's my niche, Jesus? What's my thing? I'm over here trying to make these videos that's not hitting. I'm like, all right. Like the devil took my TikTok for two months. I got it back. I tried to be consistent. I was consistent. It won, you know, getting a lot of traction, but I was consistent. And then one day I was, I was watching this girl video do like the teacher from before. I was like, the voice said, do the nigga version. <laughs> do it a nigga I said oh okay so I got a pen and paper I started writing down jokes and I did it and that shit blew up and then um someone hit me up this weekend like oh we should do a Harry Potter version I was like why, why didn't I think of that I spent ten dollars on that witch hat on Amazon and wrote them jokes down in my phone and the rest is history I have two weeks ago I had 11,000 followers on TikTok last week I had 20 something thousand Today I have sixty five thousand followers. I know that's right. I know that's right. Congratulations. Thank you, friend. Like, I'm just I'm so happy. Um, I'll be in work meetings like they don't know I'm famous on TikTok. They don't even know. They don't even know that male or no. I'm waiting on one of the interns to be like, "Bitch, you on my for you page?" But it's it's super exciting. But it's also aside from that, just just to show ooh, Jesus. Just to show my um, writing ability has been great. Like people are blown away. Like, oh, this is so brilliant. I was like, oh, thank you. No, you're you're an, you're a writer, girl. I meant to tell you. So, um, one of my regionals, I think she listens to the podcast, but I'm not about to like verify it because I'm not sure if she listens to the podcast or she heard my comedy before. Because so we went to this um, work event the other night. And I, she um, ordered a beer. She got a beer. And she's 22, gorgeous. I was like, why are you drinking beer? And she was like, you know, I like beer. I said, do you like beer? Or are you just doing the whole, like, I'm trying to be the cool girl that appear, appeals to men, so I drink beer situation. And she's like, well, I'm not really into wine. And I have another Black lady coworker, Jackie, who you know is into wine she travels across the world so she right I'm saying fresh wine right so we were she was like I'm not into wine and we were like you're not into wine and she was like yeah it's not really good to me and we said oh you must be drinking cheap wine and she was like well you know I'm 22 she's like you know I'm not where y'all are in my career she's like you know I can't afford it me and the other black lady were like why are you 22 and hot purchasing your own wine? 
<laughs> and she was like, what? And we said, why are you 22 and hot purchasing your own wine? She was like, what do you mean? I was like, you got to live under the patriarchy. Get these men to buy your wine. What's wrong with you? Then we got another coworker that was like, Am I, I'm 25. Is it too late for me? Can I start asking people to buy my wine? And I was like, yes, please. But then the 22-year-old, she was like, your voice is so familiar. She's like, I don't know why. She was like, your voice is so familiar to me. And I was like, child, I don't know, girl. And don't talk to me for the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. Don't know. Don't know why. But I was like, girl, you are too young and too pretty to be out here drinking cheap wine. I said, you better go somewhere and have somebody buy you some nice wine. What's wrong with you? Have you run it up too? Mm, she came the first time I was at on a date with a dude, and they brought the little wine cubby to the table, the little cooler, like the little extended little wine box. They brought it to and it stand up. No, a wine box, not a box, but like the little. Like the ice bucket, and they bring the ice bucket for the wine. Okay, yeah, the ice bucket, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is not. This is not. <laughs> All this you right here? Um, <laughs> yeah, because I was young and hot. And I mean, granted, everything got shot to hell after that. But it was not. No, even more birdie when I was 23. And somebody, the first time I went over to dude's house, and he was like, you like red or white wine? I was like, nigga, I don't know. I was like, why? I think I like white wine is fine. We'll do one. I can do that. That's so funny because I realized like I was like doing too much at this like work centered like meeting, but I just had to let her know like girl because she's like she's her she's so pretty she's Indian like her her bone structure is like out of world. I'm like in the more Indians be so pretty. I said you should not be buying wine for yourself unless you're just at home chilling for the next ten years. Right, I don't understand. Or something. Right. Hey, why you going place? I told her I, said, I used to go out with eight dollars in my pocket. I said, and guess how much money I would have when I got home? Eight dollars. That same eight dollars because I didn't spend it because I was young and hot. So you better take advantage of being young and hot. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I wish I would be twenty two. Then she was like, "Well, I'm a feminist." I said, "Girl, feminism be damn." I said, "Damn that feminism." <laughs> Because look, men exist to pay. I know that's right. Um, yeah, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. Oh, we have a new intern and such super adorable black boy. I'm just like, oh, bless him heart. But where I do my work meetings sometimes, like if I'm not right here at my desk, I'm sometimes downstairs at my table, but that's the exact same spot I be shooting my um TikTok set. So I'm like, he's gonna see the wig in the background and he's gonna know. He's going to know. <laughs> and he already said that he was a euphoria fan. So I'm just like, because I cut my camera on. My camera wasn't on because I came to the meeting late because I got added to it late. So when I turned my camera on, I was like, if he, if his eyes get big, I'm going to just run. <laughs> but the good thing about my actual TikToks is that they're like pretty wholesome. So it's like, I can't really, can't really get me on that. And it's going to be funny when HBO reaches out to me. I am so excited for that i'm so excited listen god god is moving and it's like literally everything that I, it's honestly overwhelming like i didn't post another harry potter video today because i've been so overwhelmed for the past two days with my phone going off on all three socials but princess penny retweeted it i know that's right and shout out to princess princess is just like two princess one of the kindest like most authentic like 
it seems like he should kind of be like untouchable. You shouldn't be able to talk to him like type of things. But like, he's so authentic and easy to talk to and like responsive. Like, I'm not saying this. So y'all like go and bother him like in his DMs and shit. Cause please don't. But he's just like a really just authentic, kind That's person. Funny. Yeah. And I, and I really appreciate that. Like just and, the, and couple of, the couple of folks that I've developed relationships with on social media that like technically should be out of my reach and out of my touch is just, well, you know what? Nothing should be out of my reach and nothing should be out of my touch because I'm God's favorite. But if I wasn't God's favorite, it should be out of my reach and out of my touch. People have just been so kind to me, especially him. And I really appreciate that. So that's, well, nice. that's, that's beautiful. And I'm just, I'm happy to be here just to pe- see people like really fuck with like people who are on the show. Like one of the, if you four year producers has commented on every single one of my euphoria videos every single one and I, I hope that that opens up like you know because like no shade to sam but i think that we should start like when we have these videos it's like oh what if you were the black teacher at euphoria or what if you were the black teacher at hogwarts or what if you would because one of the things that i want to do and i actually want your help with it i want to do like what if you were to like what if there was a black friend on friends i really would like to do that myself because i've watched that show my whole life and i've loved it so much and it's just like damn I've never seen myself represented in this so I'm hoping that like directors start looking at these takes on TikTok Instagram wherever they see it and be like damn I'm really acting like there are worlds where black people don't exist and you know what was so funny about the first video like I did the joke about there's no black girls in the school and people were writing paragraphs about how Zendaya is black and embracing blah 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 and just like I understand that Zendaya is half black and I mean, not saying not to erase her blackness at all, but one, I'm talking about Rue. Rue don't be at school, first of all. And I feel like Rue, the character, would be like, well, my dad's white, so I'm not like really black like that. Like, I don't see Rue as somebody who embraces their blackness. I think, I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I keep on unplugging my light. Sorry. Um, but yeah. Are so, you better than me? I don't even have no light on. I'm just in here thugging. So good oh, on you. Just turn off like oh I unplugged it. That's why. Uh, Ooh, girl, do you wanna do you wanna come to um do you wanna ride? Even though I know you probably would just have left. Do you wanna come to Detroit on like the um shit the 18th? You wanna ride up here with me? No, I'm I'm getting back on the 17th. Fuck. Anyway, okay, we'll figure it out later. No, yeah. so I'm taking it as a no. But um, you know, and the, the new edition concert is on February twentieth, so I need no, to be in place for that. But anyway, so like it's honestly just with my videos, like the Hogwarts and the Euphoria. One for Euphoria, aside from Rue, and then the new girl Bobby who just popped up out of thin air. We ain't never seen Bobby before, but it's like so many of these shows would benefit from a black point of view. Or if you have a McKay, you have a fully black boy in the school, but there are no fully black girls in the school up until two episodes ago. That don't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's because because it's not realistic. But I think sometimes they don't put black main characters and stuff. And I lo- I watched this with Friends because I get I forget old girl's name who was the black lady paleontologist on Friends, right? I forget her name. But a lot of the times they try to write these colorblind black characters that are kind of just like black in skin tone only. And then every now and then you touch on a race issue, but not really for real. And I think that like, for example, I don't even watch Euphoria. I only know what I know about Euphoria from you and Twitter. But Rue, for example, if you look at the arc of her having a drug problem and being an addict and how she's moving about this school, if Rue truly had a black friend, the plot wouldn't be able to move along. And I think that that's a part of some of the issues sometimes with people 
trying to figure out how to authentically weave black people into narratives mm-hmm. without with being able to keep the story they want to tell they yeah. aren't creative enough to try to figure it out because if rue I, and I'm telling you, I don't watch the show because I don't want to see teenagers do cocaine and have sex. But if Rue had a black friend, the show would be completely different. Yeah. And even with Harry Potter, like people, are like, oh, ne- Rue wouldn't be on drugs. If, or even if they said, like, if Rochelle was her mama, like Rochelle from Everybody Hates Chris, which is funny as hell. But if she had, like, a real a black friend, 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 because only friend, 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 she'd be treating Lexi like trash. Lexi don't be saying nothing. Whatever. That, that's neither here there. But even in Hogwarts, they were like, oh, if 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 the black teacher at Hogwarts, the, the movies would have been done by movie one. Because I would have been shut that whole Voldemort shit down immediately. Because who are you? Liz boy alone. You tried to kill him. He was 18 months old. Didn't work. Let it go. You ain't never going to be that girl. And not even that. If it was a black friend or a black teacher at Hogwarts, what Harry is not doing is going home to the fucking Dursleys. That's what the, the first joke I wrote was. Why you keep going home? And then what I learned in my comments is that there was a protection spell with the, with Petunia because she was Lily's blood or whatever the hell. But there had to be another way because he wasn't safe at Hogwarts neither. And he wasn't safe with the Dursleys because even though there's a protection spell to make sure he's alive, they were abusing him. Right. So. But that's neither here nor there, child. We're uh, that boy. And tang- tangentially. Tangentially. That's the episode. We're going to call this episode tangentially. Tangentially. Um, it's so funny <laughs> because I felt, when I admit, I'm bringing so much joy to white people, which I'm not completely comfortable with because it's like I have so many white followers now. And when I start getting on my Malcolm X soapbox, it's going to be, oh my, you need to leave. <laughs> so that's going to be funny, but I'm bringing so much of so many of them comfort with my voice and like the baby come here, you know, just be, me being myself. And I don't know if I'm comfortable. I feel mammified. I feel very mammified by them like, oh, this made me feel good. I would never leave your class, which is supposed to be like fine, but it's like, yeah, I love your voice. Or they're like, quote me. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> why are you so comfortable with my voice and I think that's like one of the reasons with me in social media whether it's like passive in terms of like tweets and like it's not actually me saying it like out of my mouth and on camera or even like on TikTok like like for example okay right any terms of like where I don't have control over the narrative of like what people think about me really stresses me out. I only buy my swimsuits from Icon Swim because I like the quality and also the triangles on their triangle bikinis are usually big enough to cover my big giant porn breasts, right? I posted a video on my TikTok, which got no play because I'm not good at TikTok at all. But I posted a video on my TikTok in one of their swimsuits and I tagged them in it because I feel like if you know the designer that you're wearing, you should tag them. That's just really my jam they reposted the video on their TikTok. That, and I thank you, shout out. I love it. It stressed me out. Cause it's like, now I'm no longer in control of the narrative of this work. I can't delete these comments. I can't delete these comments. I don't own it anymore. And it's not like, it's not that deep. Like they don't have like a super like giant TikTok following. So I'm not like stressed out about it, but it's very stressful to me. And I think that's one of the reasons why like, even though I should stop being a bitch about it, like stop being like a pussy about it, that I shy away from that kind of work because I cannot conceptualize not having control over the narrative of what I, how I occur to people. It'll drive you nuts. Just thinking like people will find something to argue about 
like anything like even with me like doing this i kind of got nervous because like a million people have seen my face like easily could be like my insecurities like one of my insecurities is like the way that i talk i know that i talk very fast and i get very like tongue-tied because i talk so fast and sometimes i don't even understand what the fuck i'm saying so people are like laughing like oh my god the way you said xyz i was like that's not the skit bitch that's how i talk you're bullying me <laughs> at this point <laughs> like leave me alone i'm trying my fucking best like i'd be having to redo parts because like bitch can't nobody understand that so say it again so i'll be trying to like and then blah 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 like and that's an insecurity like people you just gotta it, and it'll that shit is it's hard that shit's very hard it is um, but yeah, so into this week's into the nick of it. Um <laughs> bro, do you remember when we went to twerking tequila and she started the DJ started mixing that fucking backyard against into that shit? Shout out to whoever puts twerking tequila together. I, I don't yeah, quite know no. everybody's name. I don't know who's involved. Um I know uh Lana, uh I know her, but that event you Ladies, I was about to say bitches, but I don't know y'all like that, and I don't want y'all to be offended. Y'all are doing it, so that shout out to the ladies. Party. Now, the first yeah. one I was a little sick and shut in, and I felt bad because it like that was my first time meeting like hella bitches that or people in general that he like that were my boyfriend's friends. So I'm saying my boyfriend, but Dwayne friends. So like I didn't want it to come off stink, but you know I was going through it that day, mm-hmm. uh, privately. So I came off stink as fuck, but like y'all, my privacy was hurting. <laughs> My coochie was on the stretcher and I had to play it off. I, I had fun. I had fun up until I heard a bitch talking about being in the bathroom. But then I was just like, you know what? Did you just talk about you in the bathroom? Yeah, because okay, so when we was at Twerking Tequila and we was over there in our section or whatever, I saw a girl, you know, them steps was right there, and it was another oh, section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who the fuck is that bitch or something? And I saw a girl like, who the fuck is this bitch? And I'm just like, I don't, I don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't even go here. Like, I'm not from here. I'm not interested in like, I don't want to ingrain myself in y'all situation. Like, whatever y'all got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just like when bitches come to Atlanta, like y'all not, it's different. Like, it's a different situation. But then like, I saw her in the bathroom and she was kind of like looking at me crazy, which is like- Oh yeah, I remember. Okay, yes, it's coming back to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at me crazy in the bathroom is wild because like, this is a very enclosed space and I don't know what if bitches- I, in- if I really want to tussle, tussling could happen. Right, tussling could happen. And I don't know what bitches in here belong to you. Like, I don't know who your <laughs> friends are. And I'm, I'm, I'm already like wild. So I'm just like, what's going on? Like, what? Like what? What's the deal? Like, do I do I know you? Like, do you know me? Like, what what's going on? So that was uncomfortable. But I think a part of my personality that I don't realize um, is that I can make people uncomfortable. And almost everybody in my life will say it to me. And just because I don't feel about myself that way, I never give any credence to it. But like, I don't view myself the way other people view me. And you know, honestly, sometimes all you gotta do is exist, bitch, and people be like. <laughs> but it's like it's like for what? It's like why? Like if I'm li- if I'm a person you've never seen before, you should be just be like, okay, cool, person I've never seen before, and then go about your life. Like, why are you being weird? But also, because bitches are bitches, and we came in there with niggas. True. That is, it was niggas. It's not like who is this gorgeous bitch over here just being gorgeous? Like who is this bitch by niggas? that I want or whatever. So I'm sure I got plenty of this bitch. Yeah, I'm here. And I'm sitting down drinking cranberry juice. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, you, you was having a hard time. Poor baby. Oh, but um it's okay. So our topic for this week. Let's Let's talk get about into the topic. Makeup. Yes. Um, talk about makeup. I love it. You no, know, it's 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 a lot going on in the makeup world. Like the makeup has become such a thing, and it used to not be a thing like this. And I blame you too. I blame Janet Jackson because Janet Jackson was not sexually not I'm not gonna say sexually assaulted, but tittily assaulted on that Super Bowl stage. People didn't want to look it up. And YouTube wouldn't have been invented. And if YouTube wasn't invented, we wouldn't have YouTube makeup tutorials. And now we're here. And now Girl, it- you just really did a fucking Charlie Day conspiracy theory board, like with the fucking thread and fucking push pin. Yeah, I know That's that. Because when you said Janet Jackson, I'm like, where is my good sis going with this? And I realized how you got there. That's crazy. Wow. That's insane. Um, You're welcome. No, I mean, thank you. Oh, make sure um, you live tweet and write us, niggas. Okay, go ahead. Because we don't have no letters. And I want y'all to know, because I saw on Twitter that y'all were like, oh, I hope Tally, you know, doesn't make up stories. I've already started writing my stories about what I believe is happening in your personal lives. There's a notebook. It's pink. It's sparkly. I've already started wildly speculating about what's going on in your personal lives. And I will be debuting these stories in three (laughs) calendar weeks if y'all don't send letters to this podcast. So I'm letting you know uh Devante, i'm writing stories about your life oh yeah um, whoever the black ambervert is i'm writing oh, we, stories we, we, about we, your life two most favorite um, listeners you're getting oh you know what yeah. i'm talking making a story up about um miss peanut i'm writing about your life so just let me know who's the one who's always hold on hold on hold on uh who's always taylor or something who's always bothering us and hazing us when we be going through stuff Writing about your life too. We are having full fan fictions about y'all. Period. Because if y'all won't send us letters, I guess I gotta write the letters myself. And we just gonna read me y'all voices and what we imagine y'all voices are as well. This wig on my head, so bold, bitch. I, it's back here. I can feel it. Like it's <laughs> woo um so yes makeup. so when would, when did you start wearing makeup like what's your makeup journey so um so I had two conflicting like parental opinions on makeup mm-hmm. my dad was very much like you don't need that shit you beautiful you gorgeous you don't need no fucking makeup you don't need no makeup and then my mom my mom is the most fabulous person truly and not just because she's my mom I know sometimes we give our parents compliments and it's because they're our parents that we say it objectively my mom is like the flyest lady I know. Like everything about her is like fancy down to like granular details. So like my mom like used to have like the designer cosmetics, like the fucking Chanel eyeshadow. Like she used to have the Dior mascara. And I'm like, I know I'm not allowed to put that shit on my face, but when I'm allowed to put that shit on my face, (laughs) it's going down. I used to be scared to play in her shit though. Like I used to like get right up to the point where I'm like, I'm finna play in this and I would be like, nah, cause I would feel like it was too expensive. So I would get right to where I'm like, she would never know. And I'm like, you know what? This stuff probably got like an alarm on it. As soon as I twist the cap, it's gonna make a noise. Or your some... fingerprints on it. And <laughs> it's gonna make a, right. It's gonna, it's gonna do some fingerprint sensory shit and I'm gonna be in trouble. So I didn't like really get into it. Um, but the funny part about all of that is I've been been in theater as long as I can remember. So the only time that I really wore makeup and not for like a cosmetic situation was being in dance or being in theater like as a kid. So I knew like I, 
I knew for a long time, like what to do with the face to make it look. Now it looked crazy because it's stage makeup, but I had a guideline for how to apply makeup to my face. But in terms of wearing a full face of makeup, I really only got into lip gloss as oh. a as a teenager. Lip Right. Yep. Straight up. As a preteen teenager, I was really into lip gloss. My mom used to buy me the um, Lancome Juicy Tubes, which I'm still really into just for nostalgia. I'll still buy them for myself from time to time. I was a Juicy Tube girl because I knew the bitches at my school didn't know what or who a Lancome was. I was like, you hoes could never. And I know right now me talking about this Lancome Juicy Tube seems lame because y'all have never been in Saks Fifth Avenue in your life. But when you get grown and you see what the fuck I'm talking about, you're going to realize that I was better than you this whole time. That's really the vibe that I was on. And then I used to save all my little coins and buy a little pink and green mascara too um okay i know what you're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah um so even though i wasn't allowed to wear makeup i used to keep it in the very bottom i cut actually i cut a hole in the bottom of my book bag and put my mascara in there in the hole so when because my dad used to inspect my book bag like randomly like a fucking po um what was gonna be in there penises shit I don't know but he used to inspect my book bag so I cut a hole in the bottom of my book bag and put the mascara in there I used to wear mascara to school my first full face wasn't until my senior prom straight up my first full face of makeup was not until my senior prom and it was garbage but yes because that they sprung it on me the day before that I was allowed to wear makeup to prom Mm. so did you not wear makeup to junior prom I did not go to junior prom. Mm. Um, I went to homecoming, but I wasn't allowed to wear makeup to homecoming. Um, But junior prom, I didn't go because I was in trouble. And senior prom, the night before, my stepmom was like, because I wore a wedding dress to my senior prom. And my stepmom was just kind of like, you're going to look stupid in this wedding dress. With no makeup. With no makeup on your face. So you can wear makeup. And I was like, I've had no practice. I don't know what to do. Um, So I tried to watch a couple of videos. I didn't put, so as you can see, my eyebrows are very sparse. I didn't do anything to my eyebrows (laughs) at all. I was feeling eyebrows in back then. So that's like. True. I had on eyeshadow. I had on some some pencil eyeliner, bitch. I used a pencil to put my eyeliner on. My eyeshadow was purple. Oh, man. Um. And I think I just went with a clear lip gloss. I didn't, I had a little foundation, like not even all over my whole face, just enough to cover my acne scars and a little powder. But that was the first time I put together a complete makeup look was my senior prom. And when I go back and look at my pictures, one, I need that body back. I wish I had appreciated it when I had it because ma'am, that senior prom body, chef's kiss Italian ham was amazing. But um, when you look back on it, you're like, oh, it doesn't look so bad. But up close, right here. This shit right here, nigga. You're right here, nigga. It was terrible. What about you? What was your first time wearing makeup, full face? Um, For me, so here's my makeup evolution. So I similarly, in cheerleading, that we had to wear eyeshadow, but it was glitter. So like they would take the they would take lip gloss or like some clear adhesively like lip gloss consistency and like draw the cat eye and then go with the little eyeshadow the little old school eyeshadow brush and then pat glitter onto our eyelash our lids and do eyeliner and then we do lipstick and then um 
and then they put glitter on our lips. That was, I, and it was so, I was like, yes, I have more makeup. It was so exciting. And they had to get us like a loose powder. I think I, I think it was a conversation with my dad, like, you know, male got to get wet, it, makeup. I don't know why, like, it's just so weird that we even have to do this. But yeah, it was like a whole conversation. And I remember I discovered eyeliner. I think I th- discovered mascara in eighth grade. That was easy. And that's when they were doing them PSAs. Like, don't you share eye- eyeshadow or uh, mascara with your friends or you're going to get eye cancer. <laughs> like, they used to like you know what? I was a champion of that when they started doing that because again I had my eyeliner stuffed into the lining of my backpack, my eyeshadow. I was you like your mascara. My mascara, excuse me. I listen, I was like, you hoes are nasty. And what I'm not, and I I believed it. Anything an adult told me about a sickness, I'm not getting <laughs> eye cancer fucking around with you hoes. Hello. You cannot use my eye, you cannot use my mascara. No. You're not contaminating my contraband. But anyway, so high school came. I used to when I learned eyeliner, I'm like, <laughs> I always look like turn around and die. Like I <laughs> shadow down. That's all I knew how to do, baby. That's what I would do. Um, I did make my sister like so I had older sisters, so that's who like my makeup, like oh my god, like eyeshadow. Melissa was like good at eyeshadow. That's when um that's when what was it L'Oreal used to do hip? Remember hip mm-hmm. eyeshadow and they would like be on sale at Eckerd's and CBS sometimes. I took y'all back at Eckerd's. Girl, bitch, not Eckerd's. You Eckerd's old I'm an old, old I'm an old school bitch. You an old bitch talking about some Eckerd's. At Eckerd's, they would have hip on sale and she would get them. It'd be like the little two, the two ones. So like Melissa would have all these eyeshadows. And that's before like palettes were like a thing thing. Like they had palettes, but like not no good quality ones. So like I would just look at like, oh my gosh, she's doing eyeshadow. So when we had like events i'm like oh melissa can you do my eyeshadow so she would do eyeshadow sometimes and then once i mean of course i did my makeup for prom i did my first real beat like makeup artist beat for um senior year prom well she was like a makeup artist makeup artist but she knew how to do makeup before bitches was just knowing how to do makeup for real they had like lashes on it was like a thing and then college came around that's when shit really changed because that's when i started like drawing in my eyebrows and I caught myself giving some concealer and this is when elf was still like play play and it had that one color concealer and I'll put that white ass concealer under my eyebrow not bitch and then you know how you used to put it on the top and you're yes. not supposed to put the light skin concealer on the top uh child look my, a fool them eyebrows look like they was about to float off your fucking face looking crazy as hell like I used to be down bad freshman year like oh I'm getting ready I would have I think I have foundation what was i using was that fit me no i think this was before fit me i think i was using the queen latifah bitch bitch i was using the queen latifah connect the collection too i was just about to say that i was going to i was going to walgreens and getting the queen latifah connection i mean connection collection because i was like if anybody know what i'm supposed to do with this makeup it's queen latifah queen latifah though because she ain't never I trust Dana. Dana ain't never looked bad a day in her life. So I'm going to get this Queen Latifah co- collection. And I sure did. That purple top. And that's what I was using on my face, bitch. And going to, I'm trying to figure out what took us so long to get ready because our makeup wasn't even a thing. For, maybe we was um, heat damaging our hair so long because it still took us forever to get ready. But what were we doing? Now my friend, we wasn't doing, we had wasn't an eyeshadow doing. palette in the dorms. And that was like three. Can I buy some eyeshadow? I'm like, ooh, like. <laughs> Be like, oh, can I buy your palette? Because I want to do a little, I want to do a little orange. <laughs> like, 
I, I would match say, my, I would match my eyeshadow because I didn't believe in matching my makeup to my outfit, but I would match my eyeshadow to whatever frat party I was going to when I was a freshman. No, so, no, no. I would. I would. You That's would walk a, around with purple and gold eyeshadow on? Bitch, yes. And I looked good. You I looked the fuck out my face. I surely would because... First of all, because I was thicker, I would always wear black to the parties because I'm like, you know what? I really don't have time to like be looking fat in these pictures. We about to put this black on black and go about my life. So I would, and my eyeshadow was terrible, but I would wear, and it was awful. I would wear like a, I wouldn't wear black because I didn't want to put black on my eyes, but I would wear a really dark brown and gold to the alpha parties. I would wear red and like this like tan colored is I would wear red I had a red glitter eyeshadow you hoes can tell me nothing when I would go to the fucking freaky friday cap parties bitch I had that red glitter eyeshadow on my shit so tough I am so upset by this I just want you to ain't gotta be upset it is what it is well, that was my like how dare you that was what I was on that's where I was at what did I even um, I'm, trying, I'm looking through like my, my freshman year pictures to see like I think I had now, of course, our colors are orange and green, which is egregious enough, but we used to give the girls, oh my God, look at my makeup. That's terrible. That's not even my makeup. I didn't think I had makeup on. I think I had a little eyeshadow. I think my eyebrows are doing a lot but of you're so you're pretty, so it doesn't matter. It's not like you uh, funny. Had, is that acne? That may have been because I probably got my eyebrows done freshly for college. Girl, you listen, you could catch me on third Thursday in the rose with my very dark brown and gold eyeshadow with my blazer on and my dress. Wait, can you see the green eyeshadow? I can see the green eyeshadow and I want you to get it out of my face. It's terrible. But yes, I used to match my eyeshadow to the party that I was going to. Very I remember one the one time the Q's had a lingerie party. Let me tell you something. And this was my moment to shine. I was like, oh, are we dressing slutty? Because I prepared for this my whole life. I did. And this is my first set of makeup brushes. I had my little cheap yeah. ass palette because I was working. And I'm going to say quotes. Y'all can't see me doing the quotes, but I'm going to do the quotes as a makeup artist at a makeup store in the mall in Montgomery when I was at Alabama State. And it was this whole just like, um, kind of like salacious thing that the cues were gonna have a lingerie party. Mind you, people don't know this about me. I don't even think you know this about me. I go to thrift stores and I like to collect vintage nightgowns. I like to collect fancy old nightgowns. With so- discharge in them? No, it's I'm not wearing like the panties part. It's just the dress part. Like, and I take it to the dry cleaners and get it cleaned. Please chill on me. But I like to collect old vintage nightgowns. So when the um, Q's announced they was having a lingerie party, I was like, I'm gonna kill them with this shit because I had a purple from the fucking 1950s. It was short. It laced up in the back, like vintage bridal nightgown. And I said, I'm about to kill these hoes. I put that shit on. I did a dark purple base for my eyeshadow. And I I did, I primed my shit right here. I tried to cut my crease. It didn't work out right. I tried to cut my crease and I put the fucking gold on there, bitch. I did, look at me, look at me, Melanie. I found gold liquid eyeliner. I liquid gold it. I put Velveeta on my eyeliner and went to this party. 
And I did not think them hoes could tell me nothing. Can't nobody say nothing to me. Sell my left nut to find pictures of this on Facebook. There are no pictures of it on Facebook. I can tell you now. It's it's beta something. What's the what's the child? (laughs) It's gamma sick, but I tell you now, it ain't on there. It ain't on there. But I said, these bitches are not going to be able to. I even found my friend. I went to the little um, antique shop that I like to go to. I found her this cute ass, like, vintage boy short and camisole set for the lingerie party. Couldn't tell us nothing. Because we was the only ones in there in real lingerie. Everybody else was in stuff they got from the beauty supply store. Yeah, you but, just got to just be a whore and then that's fine. Like, y'all was overachievers. I remember we went to the Q party. And I'm sure my, my makeup looked a mess that day too. And it was a Halloween party. And everybody else went to some other fantasy island. But we, the, the Q's had their party at the strip club. It wasn't a real strip club. It was like, it had poles, but Tallahassee by law cannot have strip clubs. So they would just have one bathing suit. It was called Cheeks. It's a car dealership now. Go figure. So <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be an army girl. So I had a vest. It was like a military vest with patches on it. I didn't have, I just had my bra on under it. And then I had them this one of them. Remember them like them look stretchy little bodycon skirts from Forever no, 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 no. You know about to speed the fact, past the fact that you had on a vest with just your bra under it. We're not gonna speed past that. No, I need to find. I need to find photo evidence of this. I ate, bitch. I was tea whole. And like this is my hair was still relaxed, so I would do like this little pinup shit, like when, when and it'd be like flaring in the back. So I have like my like the hairstyle I just had in that homecoming, I mean the football game, it'd be like a swoop. Oh fuck, I left lost my spot. But bitch, it was cute. Um, dark times. Oh, so okay. We started filling the eyebrows like towards sophomore year. That's when we started like filling them in. Well, when I was working at the makeup counter because I wanted to be a stingette. And then they kept telling me I needed to lose weight, which I was like, y'all gonna have to take, take me as I am. But because I wanted to be a thing at one of the girls that was one of the captains worked at this makeup counter in the mall. So I was like, I am an incredibly charming person and I'm a really good friend. I'm gonna go ahead and try to get me a job at this makeup counter and make friends with her so I could be a thing at. And so, which... I immediately left, let go of that dream after a while because I didn't want to get up with the band. But um, I worked at the makeup counter and they were just like, you know, when people come by to get their makeup done, just do their face. And I was like, what you mean do their face? Like, I don't even do makeup for real. Bitch, they had us in there. I swear, to, I swear on my life. And it's by the grace of God that I never got my ass beat. They had us in here. I'm not an esthetician. I never had no license. I never did nothing. They had us waxing eyebrows in the middle of the fucking mall i had a pot of wax in the middle of the mall and people would take pay me 10 american dollars to wax their fucking eyebrows i had zero idea what i was doing none no idea hot wax i was putting hot wax on bitches and ripping it off in the (laughs) middle of montgomery alabama and when they would come up and be like i want my eyebrows waxed i'd be like look Maybe I don't wax them. Maybe I just use the stencil and give you some shape and then you go on about your life. And sometimes people would take that option. They'd be like, you know, that's okay. But sometimes you have people really insistent that you wax their eyebrows. And when I say the visceral fear 
that I felt she every time over there like this. I'm shaking and shit. Every time somebody sat in this fucking chair to get their eyebrows done. One time I waxed this whole lady shit off. She was just a Christian and like just decided that it wasn't like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it but like because like when you put the wax on the popsicle stick like you supposed to wait a minute so it's not so runny and you put it on there but you like I took, her shit. I took it right out the popsicle stick and I put it right on there and it dropped on her shit right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> So, so as soon as it dropped, I was like, ma'am, I got something to tell you. <laughs> I was like, there is something. There is something I gotta tell you. <laughs> I was like, it could have been cute though, like the little slits in the eyebrow. No, no, listen, I was like, look, ma'am. <laughs> Look, I was like, listen, I was like, are you in a good space right now to hear <laughs> bad news? And she was like, what you mean, bad news? <laughs> and so I tried I try to circle it back to earlier. I was like, remember when you said you wanted your eyebrows waxed? And I said, maybe I should use this stencil <laughs> instead to give you some shape. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, what's going on? I was like, look, I was like, <laughs> a, a drip of wax. I'm sure you felt it. I was like, I'm sure you feel it. It's dropped. <laughs> you eyebrow. I said, and you know, inevitably, when I pull it off, the hair is going to come off too. And she started getting so mad. And I was like, <laughs> But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. I'm going to fill it in. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to fill it in. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you finna be missing a part of your eyebrow, ma'am. But... <laughs> I said, because I am going to rip this out of your eyes. Like, I got to rip it off now. I got to rip it off. I said, but, but I'm going to fill it in. I'm going to fill it in. I think she was like a Jehovah's Witness or something. Getting her eyebrows done, Catherine. She was some sort of like religious zealot. And um, I think that she was trying her best to like walk with the Lord, but I could tell that she really wanted to fight me. And I was just like, I told the man, he was a Middle Eastern man who ran the makeup place. I was like, look, it's like how you know you work at McDonald's. Like, man, you gotta take me off fries. I was like, you gotta take me off eyebrows, bro. Like, you you gotta you gotta take me off because eyeshadow or something because eyebrows i cannot i cannot handle the stress of being responsible for people's eyebrows like if the eyes are the window to the soul then the eyebrows are the curtains like i'm out here fucking up people's curtains brad like i can't i can't keep doing it (laughs) and then the girl who i was trying to be friends with so i could be a sting at like she was like i finished that lady eyebrow she was like she let the lady leave where she said she was like Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she 
asked me about my like my career goals and what I want to do in life. She can't be Avril. What do you need to do? She was like, do you want to be a makeup artist? I was like, no, I want to be on Broadway. And she was like, good. (laughs) (laughs) Just out for you. (laughs) 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 Her eyebrows probably still ain't grew back. Because I fucked my eyebrows up in 10th grade. And I still, every time I get my eyebrows done by somebody new, they're like, okay, look. I was like, I know. I did it in 10th grade. It's, it's Listen, not so th- this eyebrow right here, I tried to arch my eyebrow, like, because I wanted to be my, like my mom. I tried to arch my eyebrow, but I did it with a leg razor. And it never oh, grew back. no. <laughs> yes, it never grew back. Right <laughs> I think it's this one for me. Like, the arch don't never, like, fully go up. Oh God. So when did you start getting your eyebrows done? So after that experience with waxing that lady's eyebrows, I was like, I don't want nobody waxing my eyebrows. Period. Because bitches don't, I'm bitches. Bitches don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so I have remembered from high school that like all the like East Asian girls, eyebrows was always on point. So I was just like, what's going on? And then shout out to Joanna who I went to high school with. She let me know that her people was threatened their eyebrows like that's how they keep them like under control so I started like finding threading places to go to and oh, that's just you right threading people get you right you know so I just and then I think like I think about it like it's like high speed high stakes plucking so I'm like plucking I can get with that makes sense to me you know so um and because you have to be so precise when you're threading it's like they're not gonna cut a hole in my fucking eyebrow that's just probably not gonna happen so when I was in Montgomery, and then I think shortly after I went to Mobile, I started getting my eyebrows threaded, and that was a good experience. Well, for the first time, when you popped your eyebrow cherry, when you when was that? I never had a lot of eyebrows to begin with, so I never like really fucked with it. I think I got my eyebrows done at that makeup counter I was working at. Oh, at no. Old girl, we not gonna talk about that makeup counter no more. <laughs> oh, girl, waxed them. She did a good job. Cause I think she went on to be like a professional, like esthetician and makeup artist, but she waxed my eyebrows and I was like, Hmm, my face looks better and different now that it has a shape, but I didn't enjoy the experience of waxing. So I had to find something else. My, what about you? My eyebrows, it was an event. It was like a real, because we have very bushy eyebrows in this family um, because all the bad, big, heavy shit. My dad's side gave us big asses, big legs, big feet. In them eyebrows. We hairy as shit in them eyebrows. <laughs> them fu- I'm about to show you a photograph of my eyebrows. This is me the day I got my period in 2007. These were my eyebrows. That's enough. All right. I'm good on that. My sister used to call them Velcro strips. So I begged and pleaded with my mother. I said, Mom, I'm going to high school. And it and like for us, like in our household is pretty strict. We had like age milestones where you could do things. You could talk to boys at 16. You know what I'm saying? You get your eyebrows done at 15. And I was like, Mother, these milestones do not work for me because I'm graduating high school at 16. I'm a year behind. We're gonna need to do some kind of amendment to these rules because please. So ninth grade, I was pulling niggas with these eyebrows. But I had learned a trick. I had a little brush thing and I would just comb it. <laughs> I would just, I would just. I do know. that now. I do that now with my eyebrows. 
I would just style them. I would just style my eyebrows so they look done, but they were not. We didn't have concealer and none of the other tools. That's in college, that's what's wrong with this Gen Z bitches because y'all didn't go through what we went through. Y'all had YouTube since y'all was five. In college, I used to put, I used to take my spoolie, my little clean mascara brush. I used to put a little edge control on the brush and I would use that to kind of glue my eyebrows where they should go before I went to class. If my because you know, I may not have had that at the time, you know, times are different. I don't want to show my age, but it was ten dollars to get your eyebrows threaded when yeah. I was That's when I was coming up. And I used to put a little a little edge control, a little swoop dupe on there and brush them the way they were supposed to. And then right here where you get to that little arch, you just real fast. Scooch it down. Yeah, it's a flick of the wrist you gotta have. To just, flick of the wrist. Like, you know how you curl your hair with a, a flat iron? You gotta have that same kind of. No, yep. I used to. I had learned, so I would go to like we had a hair salon on campus called the Rapper's Edge. I would go there to get my eyebrows done, but when I didn't have money to give Ashley, they knew me in there. I'd be like, "You already know what time it is, baby. Eyebrow time." But I learned how to do it myself. I don't know where I learned this from, but I would get a cotton ball with some alcohol, sterilize the area. I would have one of the little brushes and one of them little razors from the checkout line of the beauty supply store. And I would take a, I would take a wad of Vaseline and just splotch it right here and slick it down and then brush it back. And I'll take some manicure scissors and shape it and kind of go in. And honestly, it went bad. I was still doing this up until the pandemic. And I started I think again. once I learned how to fill in my eyebrows, I've been so shout out to Anastasia Beverly Hills because I've been an ABH girl as long before they got popular. Before they got popular, I used to be in the department stores like what works for eyebrows, bitch, I need it. I've been an ABH girl going on maybe 11 years now. And once mm-hmm. I learned. Finally, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a makeup artist. Once I learned how to. Fill in my eyebrows because I never had a lot of eyebrows. Once I learned how to fill them in, I know how to make my eyebrows look done, even if they're not. I I will tweeze like this little like brow bone area if it's loose hair right here. And then I'll just use my brush and my pomade to really like make it slap because I don't really want to go to the eyebrow people anyway. If I had my my druthers, if I was like a um rich person, I would get microbladed. But see, here's the thing with eyebrows. One I have too many eyebrows to fake it. Like once it's time for me to get my eyebrows done, they need to be done. It's like when you need your hair done, you got too much new growth. I need my hair done. These need to get done. They're doing really well. I'm allergic to the wax. It breaks my whole face out. So I've told this story. I feel like I wasn't allowed to get my eyebrows done, but I was like, mom, the boys at school are making fun of my mustache. Something has to happen. Something must get done. But with with my mustache, like my, I, cause I, I have one really dark hair that grows right here and I have a very fine mustache. My mom was very much like, we finna get this up off you. Like she used to take like a, one of them little razors that she was talking about from, she didn't get them from the beauty supply store, but from the beauty supply store, she would put some moisturizer on that bitch. She would get her a little piece of paper towel or tissue and she would clean that shit straight off my lip. Uh, and I didn't really care too much, but she was like, we getting this mustache up off your ass today. Um, my cousin Alicia used to call it a wolf pussy on my lip. She used to be like, when are you going to get that wolf pussy off your lip? And that was very stressful to me because I'm like, are other people looking at me thinking <laughs> I have a wolf pussy on my lip? Well, here's the thing. My trauma is the boys at school would notice, especially like this time of year when I get a lot more yellow. Like I'm very yellow right now. 
And all of my body hair, as you can see from my eyebrows, are black. So you can see, like, it's kind of blurry, so you can't see it. The shit is thick. And the boys at school were going to say something about it. And I was like, I'm tired of getting made fun of. So I went to the angel nails. And they were like, oh, eyebrow? I said, no, no, no. Bye-bye. I'm 13. It's time. Wax this bitch off. What I did not know was how sensitive my skin was. Yeah. So all of this was very light skin. My entire, all of this looked like a permanent frown. It was very much high yellow. There was a, t- a mustache tan line going on on my top lip. And then it began to break out. So I would go to school and people are wondering why my whole mouth is broken out. And I had to figure out a line quick. And then so I can't say I waxed my mustache and it backfired on me. So I had to tell the people that I broke out from the pollen outside because it was pollen season. Yeah. And I don't know if they believe me or not. Um, I had so many embarrassing moments in ninth grade, but shout out to everybody at MLK who, you know, let me get away with that because I had to wax my top lip. It was enough with enough. And since then, I've just trimmed it. So it's time for a trim, honestly. I guess I'll do that with my Valentine's Day maintenance um, because it, it, it comes all the way out here. Like, it's, it's pretty strong. But people with mustaches have good coochie, so. I used to make fun of my grandma before we move on from hair removal. My grandma kept a pair she kept two pairs of tweezers in the cup holder in the car and before we went to church she used to like be fucking with her chin and I used to make fun of her like and I was an asshole as a kid especially when it came to my Gigi and I regret that now but I used to fuck with her about her having to pick hair from her chin and now you can't tell in this video but I have a strong three hairs right here that I call Destiny's Child that refuse (laughs) to stop growing they refuse to stop growing. And one of the hairs is more prominent than the other. That is Beyonce. And <laughs> I just constantly, all week, have to be plucking and shaving these fucking hairs. It's terrible. And I'm like, that's what I get for making fun of my grandmother. Because she didn't deserve that. And I didn't understand genetics. But now I'm here. I'm almost 30. And I have three hairs. Then I have a really long, long one that I'm convinced is for me being overweight. I know that's not true, but I'm just <laughs> what does that anything? I don't know. It's conv- I'm convinced it's from me needing to lose weight. I have a long one that grows comically long. It's hilarious how long. <laughs> how do you not catch it before it gets long like that? I don't know, but it always gets to the point where I it's so long that I can pull it out with my hands. I don't have to tweeze it because I can grab it with my hands. It's awful. So well, now I, I have, okay, well, Shin here, hold on. My Nana just gave up and it was a full beer and it was white right it wasn't like full full but it was like this lady has a beer and she's like fuck it i'm old so who's gonna check me if i have a beer my mom keeps one in her middle console and then i have this one here it grows in the same spot to the point that it's like a black mark now because i'm always taking at it but go ahead no i wanted to talk about the first makeup i've ever seen and the worst makeup i've ever seen and i just want to say like as a woman now like i feel bad for talking about this lady like this but like at the time and even still a little bit now like she was so mean and terrible that like maybe you should have been a little bit nicer if you look like this so i don't really feel too bad but my social studies teacher and so my school was so small because i went to perform in our school and you had to keep a certain gpa to be in my school that it wasn't like like our school population wasn't so big you know because of the parameters that sometimes you repeated teachers like so you might have a teacher from the eighth grade that you also will have in the 10th grade or you might have a teacher in the eighth grade that you also have again in 12th grade um my teacher miss thomas she was my teacher in the 
10th and 11th grade. She was a, no, she was my teacher in the 9th and 10th grade. She was a um, social studies teacher and she was so mean. She was so fucking mean and terrible. And I only know now that she used to wear turtlenecks because she didn't want to draw her makeup all the way down her neck. So she used to wear turtlenecks. You mean draw her makeup? Miss Thomas was Jamaican. I don't know if that has anything to do with the story, but I'm just trying to like give you guys a backstory here. She, her hands were my color. Her makeup was so light and white. And she used to slather it on. It would be so thick and her under eye setting would be so white and bright. Like to the point where like we used to have meetings about it at school. Like what's going on with Miss Thomas? Like, is she sick? Like her hands are a different color than her face. Like what's going on? And we were just such empathetic students that even though we were so terrible, we were like, even though she was so terrible, we're like, maybe she's terrible because she's like, terminally ill maybe that's what this situation is with her makeup not matching her her face not matching her hands because what the fuck is going on she said something so mean to me in the 10th grade one class period and this is the ap class i'm already at more stressed out than any young person should be she said something so mean to me in front of the whole class and i remember being like we don't have to listen to her look at her makeup is this a person with good judgment is this a person that should be leading us? yeah i said is this a person i said let's walk out i tried to stage a walkout only oh, like okay. only like seven students walked out out of the like that's still 20. good yeah seven out of 20 is not so bad i was like but is this a person who should be judging us is this a person who should be giving us grades and telling us what to do look at this makeup this is terrible. I said, look at her brown hand and look <laughs> at her white face. Is this something that we have to put up with? Miss Thomas had the most terrible makeup I had ever seen in my whole life. I, is and she still with us? If you're talking about a dead look like this, I'm God, I'm not part of it. No, she's alive. Miss Thomas is alive. I would have heard about it if Miss Thomas was dead. Miss Thomas is alive. Her makeup was so fucking awful. And she used to wear... So imagine somebody did the hairstyle from Deja Vu, but they missed the mark. Like Miss Geisson's Clueless. She used to wear her, her hair. Look at this. She used to wear her hair, her weave, her wig, balled up on the top of her head. And then it would come down in like, (laughs) like a What is your problem, bro? <laughs> it will come down. We acting like, like little toddlers who don't want to go to sleep, so we just start doing silly. It will, <laughs> it will come down like a swoop, but you know how your swoop—you still supposed to be able to see your eyebrows. Her swoop would be like right here, and it'd be like Miss Thomas. We know you can't see, bitch. What's going on? <laughs> like what's going? What's you know, for my worst makeup, I don't know what's going. I don't know. So, the middle passage was hard. It was hard. Bitch, what? <laughs> I'm prefacing this with that. I know there were many stops in the middle passage in the slave trade, and we ended up all over the world. I don't know what happened here that did not happen on the rest of the stops that we don't bleach our skin and wear crazy color foundation. But our diasporian, this is not to cause a war on Twitter. Don't y'all get to dragging me. But that skin bleaching has a hold on our sisters and brothers what the fuck because like what you say is a completely different color like that colorism and self-hate is a whole nother thing outside the u.s 
and it's very scary. Like the, the Caribbeans be bleaching, they be about gray as this MacBook. It's like when you take her out the, the melanin, it's not even like you look light and nice, you look like a gray blob. And it's terrifying. I ran across this like South African, this Nigerian like influencer. It's a trans woman from Nigeria. I forgot the name. But she has bleached so much. And now she just wears white makeup. Like, you know, when Fenty made the stuff for people who have albinism, that is what she wears. And it's like, their hands still be my color. And I'm just like, what is, what's going on over there? And I'd be yeah. concerned. And the UK girlies just stuff the makeup up because I done been over there and I've seen the UK girlies in person. The makeup and the wigs was not tea like that when I was over there two years ago. Now they do some makeup now and I've been using all them tips because my makeup looks really good now. But I don't know what happened. Shout out, and I'm going to say this more at the end, but like I've been using Charlotte Tilbury products. I don't know what that white woman put in that stuff, but it's crack. It feels and looks like butter on the fucking skin. Shout out to Charlotte Tilbury, man because it's a match okay it's a match um miss charlotte but okay so what was the darker darkest mm, i'm drunk what was the darkest makeup era for you and also as a society color pop lipsticks when they're on them very dark very dark them color pops they were five dollars Ooh, just slapping them on our lips the MAC lipstick era with no liner, still. This lipstick in general, like when Kisa Kayor had us wearing that green lipstick, hot green lipstick, it was bad. Why? Wow. We're sharing an experience. Um, the darkest period for me was doing all my eye makeup before I discovered lashes. Cause like you look like a fucking patient. Be- you look like a patient. You look like you belong in somebody's ward. Why do you look like that? But the lipstick with no lip liner, we had fucking uh, Ruby Woo, Candy Yum Yum. We had whatever that, heroin, the purple one. I love it. All of the new lip No foundation. Nothing. Bare face, just bold ass lipstick looking like a fucking fool. I cannot believe we did that shit. I went, I actually walked past the MAC counter at, it may have been East Chase in Montgomery. I walked past the Mac counter, this older black lady, she was like, why don't I have no liner on them lips? I was like, what? I got my refund check. I was like, ma'am, I'm shopping. I'm tearing them all down. What are we even talking about? And she's like, why do you have that new lipstick on, that white milky lipstick on with no liner? She's like, and why is your eyebrow flowing? And she got me together. She got me together and I have kept those tips and tricks that she gave me for the rest of my life. Listen, because my, my lashes need to get on me so hard about not wearing liner with my lipsticks. I would wear the cheap shit. Like, I'm like, I'm not paying $17 for the motherfucking lipstick. I can go get this Kiss lipstick at the hair store for $2. I'm wearing a Kiss. I don't care. <laughs> with no liner, I would just put it on. And like my, my side lip here, like I got like, side lip meat because this ain't lip but if i put lipstick on it'll look lippy you know what uh-huh. i'm saying so it will be all on here and just be but oh, you know what else is a t- dark moment that fucking highlighter y'all will put on too much goddamn highlighter and if the sun reflected off of it you would blind everybody on 285 so let me tell you something let me tell you where i'm stuck in the dark ages with highlighter because 
I I highlight here, here, nose, above my lip. I do my right here and right here. And then my little cousin, we her, my little cousin, my aunt is her grandmother. We went to her birthday party and um my aunt's birthday party. And I heard my cousin Kayla on the phone. She was talking shit about me. And she's like, you know, them old hoes be wearing too much highlight. Here I am looking like fucking gold member. I got highlight from my fucking top of my head to the <laughs> tip of my nose. Highlight up here. Are we old hoes? Right. I was like, am I the old hoes? Am is it me? My like, mama. I was like, am I the villain? Like, what is going on? And I'm like, damn. Because like, okay, so my villain origin story, my cousin Kayla, during the pandemic, she asked me to come over. And this is at the height of the pandemic, too. Asked me to come over and dye her hair. And I was like, I really don't want to get sick. Because we live in the same apartment complex. Her and her mom live in my apartment complex. And I was like, I really don't want to get sick and come over and dye her hair and end up getting COVID. Like, I'm sorry. And after that, she was just on my ass. Just... Just in general. So when we went to my auntie's birthday party and she called me oh ho, it's like, damn, you really not over the fact that I didn't come over hair color in your hair. Sit still, friend. Sit still because you um you shifting. Oh, I'm making noise. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so that's crazy. Um, let's see. Do you tell your friends when they make up fucked up? You know, in the moment, if you ask, because I had a friend who had very wild eyebrows for like two three years straight and everybody was like "Mel, you got to be the one to tell us like i'm not gonna be the one to tell this girl her eyebrows look crazy she know they look crazy when she look in the mirror and i don't want to be responsible for that how you tell somebody and it used to be really bad and it will be like and you no, know, you know how some of the girls who did not get it would use the black for their eyebrows and it would just be bad and i was just like how do i even approach this situation like i should have to bear this cross because my eyebrows are fine like i if that's how she want to wear her eyebrows that's how they're gonna be I know that's right. I don't tell nothing. I don't say anything to anybody that they can't change in five minutes. That's my rule. And it's not even just about makeup, but like, for example, like if you got a stain on your shirt and we out somewhere, you can't go home. I'm not about to be like, you got a stain on your shirt because you can't change it in five minutes. So if it's something going on with your makeup that I know that you cannot go in the bathroom and fix, I'm not going to say anything like about if it. We at the house getting ready. If I look crazy, I'll be like, all right, here, come on, come on, come on, come on. We going. Right, like, come here and let me fix it. But if we're already out and about and you got some crazy shit going on, I'm going to just assume you know because you're not stupid. I try not to hang out with stupid people. Um, if it's something I can do for you, if you got, like, a situation that I can blend real fast, like, I may hit that for you. But if it's something that I can't fix, you can't fix in five minutes, I'd be letting that shit go because I also don't want you to be, like, mad at me the rest of the night because I pointed out that something you got going on look crazy. Right, now she all insecure and she think you trying to hate on her because she was talking to that one nigga at the bar. Like, look. And, and, and honestly, men don't really be caring that much. You got to look wild for a man to comment. I saw this guy on TikTok. He's so country. He's so funny. And he was like, I just want to ask because I don't know what the style is. I don't know what the style is. But when y'all be filling in y'all eyebrows, y'all be putting that paint on there. Y'all don't want to. Is it supposed to be blending a little bit or are we supposed to be able to see the paint? Because I can see the paint. And I'm like, poor baby. <laughs> Maybe so stupid. That's one of my favorite things about like, um, and, and not in a pick me showing because you know how you girl like to tussle. But like, when you getting ready with a man and doing your makeup and he just be looking at you like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? It's always fun when they ask questions like, so what does that do? And it's like, so this is the whatchamacallit. Like, that's always so fun to me, just like getting ready. I love getting ready with my friends too. I hate that one friend who don't know how to do shit to her face. 
Like, can you put my foundation on? No. No, I can't put, I gotta put my foundation on. I'm not putting your foundation on. I had an ex that let me contour his face once. He let me do his whole face because he felt like I looked the exact same when I did my makeup. He felt like it was a waste of time. He's like, you look the exact same when you finish. So I don't understand why we're going through all this. I was like, okay, so let me contour your face and you can see what I'm doing to me and how I feel like I look different. I contoured his face. He was like, bitch, I am pretty. He was like, I am fucking gorgeous. Continue to do your makeup if it makes you feel like this because I look fantastic. I do not have the confidence to do my boyfriend's makeup and see what he looks like afterwards because he eats me up enough in Snapchat filters and we will not be having that up in here. No, no. <laughs> will not be outdoing me. No. So not doing that. <laughs> if this nigga was a bitch, we'd have to beat her ass. I like if I had like to pick, I would like to see the bad bitchification of Dwayne. Like I want to see him in a lace front. Oh. I want to see a lace frontal. I want to see him like with that's the, basically his mom because he looks just like his mother. But it would be like a, his mom. He looks just like his mom. But he would yeah. be a fucking problem. But honestly, like when I be putting them nigga beard filters on, I'd be fucking cute. Melanie, I looked like my dad. Okay, listen. I also look like my dad. My dad was cute. No, listen to me. I, I I know my dad is a nice looking person, but I put the bill. Melanie, don't don't do this. I don't I, need this. I didn't say anything. You didn't say anything, but I can see you. The people can't. I can see you. <laughs> I put the beard filter on. I took a screenshot of myself with the beard filter. I sent it to my stepmom. She was like, what's going on with your dad's face? And I was like, that's me. And she called me. She was like, don't you ever fucking do that shit again. She was like, don't you ever do that shit again ever in your life. Say it to me. No. And stop making that face. I don't like that. Man. I hate it. But um, I want to talk about, what I'm most excited to talk about is the disappearance of teenagers, the disappearance of preteens. Yeah. And how like, the girls now don't have a preteen teenager phase. Like we had like a limited two yeah, players. We had a, a transitional we had a transitional period and the girls don't have it now, which I want to say that like I'm not doing like the old bitch hating thing where I'm like, yeah. oh I get it's a girl on TikTok that I get my makeup advice from now. She's like 18. Like she doesn't know the difference between access and excess. It's fine with me. I don't care. I truly do it's not. It's the face and that's all that truly that's matters. all that matters to me. But I think it has something to do. I'm not quite sure. I haven't like connected my conspiracy theory dots yet, but it has something to do, I'm sure, with marketing and media, why the girls don't have a preteen teenage experience anymore and why we're not selling preteen teenage things anymore, right? If you, I, um, to, I have some bullet points for you. So obviously social media, everything, you know, they're not looking like, I think about, I can enjoy Jada and Ari and, and, and cherry pick what I like get my life from because I'm older than them. They like, we, when we were their age, we had like the Tiana Taylors and we had like the Kamora Lee Simmons and Angela Simmons. And we had Beyonce when she still talked to us, you know what I'm saying? We had like people who actually like, not like actually did things. Cause I think Jada and Ari do things, but like we have more like substance and people, you know, who are popping at the time. Right. Like, 
for me, like I like the virgin bitches. So Jordan Sparks and Tiana Taylor were virgins and that was something cool, but it wasn't like too much information. We got what we read in magazines, whatever. We seen bitches whole lives, whatever, whatever. Two, they stopped making teen movies. Have you noticed that? They stopped making teen movies and teen clothes. Yeah, There's, so that was my next point. Limited to and Justice are damn near out of business because there's no there's no market for it anymore. Like once you get out of them fucking two toddlers, bitch, you're putting on a crop top and some high-waisted shorts, ho. Yeah, on the stroll. You're going to the mall. Like it's it, it, you're getting also, on the fucking malls list. died. Yeah. Malls died. Malls are no longer ain't no teenagers. I don't even have to worry about going to Stonecrest no more and getting you know talked about and snickered at. It's no fucking well, no, there. The teenagers are at Stonecrest. <laughs> They're there because I've I've gone to Stonecrest and walked in and seen the teenagers and been like, you know what? I'm sure it's on Amazon. I don't need this. No, there's no greater fear than being on a train in New York and a pack of teenagers gets on. My whole body used to tense up. I used to be like. <laughs> High schoolers are really not my problem. I don't like eighth graders because. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's the time where like, I can't speak for the boys because I'm not fighting no boy. But that's the time where like the girls are your size and you're for sure going to jail if you get into it with like an eighth grader. Now you get into it with like a 10th grader or a 12th grader, the judge may be like, maybe you didn't know. But like, if you get into it with an eighth grader, you're going to prison. And I just, my brain can't conceptualize that bitch, me and you are physically the same size. You better shut the fuck up. <laughs> when I was a substitute teacher, I was seven for seventh grade. The seventh graders are my favorite because the eighth graders and above, the, the, the high school girls didn't give a fuck. They didn't talk to me like, bitch, we got a sub. Okay, give me my packet. I'm finna go do whatever. The the elementary school kids are like kids, but the seventh graders are a good mix of both. And they still wanted to talk to you like a kid, but they were still funny enough to like that you could really like riff off of them without them like crying. And them hoes had almost got to fight in my class. And I just sat at my desk because that bitch had one of them little small ponytails in a bubble coat. And I said, bitch, no ma'am. I'm gonna sit right in this desk. They're like, Miss, they finna fight. Go get the, go get the AP, because I'm not getting involved. Hey, go get the principal, please. Help. I'm not breaking it up. I'm not doing none of that because these little hoes is big and their faces be beaten. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. We had to go to school ugly. Your face was. Yeah. Ugly. I think that my face sometimes, like, especially my brows and the way that I do my highlight be telling on me when I go to like, I haven't been in the bars in Atlanta in a minute because I haven't been home, but my brows and my highlight be telling on me. Is like, that how they know how old we are? Oh, come on, man. Oh, no, definitely, no. definitely like the highlight and like where you, first of all, a lot of black women, especially our age, don't wear blush because it's a difficult thing to like do. But like what I've been learning on TikTok is that like, the new way to wear your blush is like on top of your, your, where you keep, where you lighten your highlight right here, like wear it like right here and pull it up. And like old bitches be wearing it like down here or on the apples of their cheeks. And I'm like, damn. Right. And I'm like, damn, like, it's not even that deep. Like, just look, it's just my but face. I feel like an old, you know, they find them old ass trees and they carbon date it and they're like, let's see where the, the proximity of her highlighter. Oh, you're 29. Damn, but it's also I'm comfortable like 
with how I've done my makeup, just kind of like how the old hoes coming before us had the really thin eyebrows and some of them just stuck with it. And they just like, these are my eyebrows. I'm not about to change my eye. Cause like the glue eyebrows that the young bitches be doing where they use the like brow gel or some of them use actual glue to make their eyebrows stick up and then they make them look all wild. Like they was found in the forest somewhere. Well, That's yeah. not for me. I'm still I'm doing not- a 26, maybe like 2016 ass makeup. I'm like Period. 2018. Yeah, I so I have stuck with my edge control thing for a while, like in terms of shaving my brows. Gossipy and then, works too. Gossipy works too, but gossipy on my skin, I don't even use it to lay down my wig caps. It makes fucks my skin up. So I can't really like use gossipy for stuff. But I'm not about to let these young hoes bully me. Like, I'm yeah. y'all gonna take these eyebrows that y'all get, and y'all gonna have to be okay with it because, like, I'm going to work. Like, y'all are going to like school and parties. Just like when my makeup was fucked up, I was going to school and parties. I'm going to work. I don't have time for these fucking festive ass eyebrows that y'all have going like, on. That's I too much, baby. I'm, I stopped doing so much concealing, so much filling, but bitch, we're not doing all of that. I surely am not. But, okay, benediction. Um, let's 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 try to wrap this up because we've been here for a second, child. Because I gotta pee. Oh, let's do our our makeup essentials. So if you had to put, I said five things. You can do three or five, whatever you want to do in your desert island makeup bag. What are you putting in there? Um, mascara, 